Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon from Florida. This is Dr. Simon. I haven't done a show in maybe two months, which is a long time, but I am again moved uh, past the feeling that uh, there's nothing really to say anymore. And uh, saying things doesn't seem to mean very much. Um, to uh, do a show entitled Children Killing Children in School, followed by more stupid stories. We have another mass shooting. A student from a school, Santa Fe High School in Texas, uh, went in, I don't know if it was with an AR-15, but hardly the issue, killed a teacher and nine of his fellow students. Uh, Nine more families destroyed Mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers who will never be the same, whose lives have been upended and transformed by this tragedy, and the rest of the country uh, are getting ready to hear the stupidity, the illogical, power-hungry stories by those who feel uh, that nothing can be done and that this is really business as usual uh, in America that uh, is descending, in my view, into total barbarism at the point at which our children kill each other in school, um, we need something more than what will follow. It's already started. uh, Our thoughts are with and our prayers are with the families and the victims. Uh, I want to say to those people, shove your prayers up your ass. We need a solution, not prayers. Um, The prayers, uh, I don't know what prayers will do for the people who have lost their children. Uh, I imagine that most of them uh, will will be in a state of mind in which everything they believed was possibly true will be upended, and they will have to find their way through a thicket of emotional pain, grief, and rage Uh, to find some kind of a life that can be lived that contained within it the pleasures of living and the love uh, that uh, uh, they had within their families. Uh, Next, we will hear from the NRA and those who will uh, tell us that the Second Amendment must be preserved. We should have no uh, um, ability to do background checks, get rid of uh, uh, military-grade weapons. Uh, these are all have to be protected by an individual's right uh, to uh, protect themselves uh, and to be able to have the guns that for so many people seem to be more important than life itself uh, as a way of making life meaningful. There will be calls for more guns, more people uh, to have the capacity to inflict death on their fellow human beings uh, who will uh, not be seen as human beings, but as increasingly happening in our poor country, uh, our sad country, uh, people of a different uh, uh, persuasion, immigrant, color, religion, or political uh, affiliation seen as an enemy, uh, dehumanized, 
and demonized, as I have spoken about in so many of my shows before. Uh, they are coming for you, uh, we're going to be told. The politicians who are in the pockets of the corporations making billions and billions, building and selling uh, guns, um, will, will uh, again, make some feeble attempt. Again, uh, we'll pray for you. Uh, we'll do a little something. And as soon as the Fuhrer dies down, and becomes again part of a, an alienated, uh, uh, disturbed, frightening society, continue uh, to uh, uh, take the position uh, that they've been taking, that nothing can or should be done of any significance. Um, it, it's, it's terrifying. Uh, we're awash in... in, in Terrible sadist. Oh, one more thing, yes. Uh, the, peop the kid who did the c killing, uh, who behaved monstrously, and he did, uh, without a capacity to see the pain he was causing, because that's the whole thing about the definition of a monster. And it is a monster who inflicts pain on others, but can't relate to that pain. Um, this young man will be seen as a monster and we will have to have more laws uh, and, and, and more guns to protect ourselves from child monsters like this and forget that he's not a monster but a human being. And how do we understand and deal with the growth, uh, uh, the, the, the tremendous growth in children who uh, can't see uh, the humanity of those that they hurt and understand that they have lost the view of themselves as a vulnerable, uh, suffering human being. And we all suffer. And when we suffer, there are ways of dealing with suffering depending upon whether it's social suffering or physical suffering or psychological suffering. And usually, uh, the support of those who uh, love you, uh, a society uh, that supports uh, appropriate social uh, and, and, and intellectual development of individuals to be able to see the justification and live with their suffering to a degree, and ultimately understand who or what made them suffer who made them, who saw them, created them as victims, but at the same time to be able to take responsibility for fighting back and for dealing with relationships so that what they can't find in one set of relationships they can possibly find in another and not become monsters. If you listen to the rhetoric of our chief tor tormentor, our president, filled with anger, filled with lies, filled with hatred. Turn on the television and watch the movies on television. Look at the games that children are playing. Endless violence, destroying the enemy, shooting the enemy. Uh, who's to save us? Not other human beings who stand up, tell the truth, who are kind who are decent, 
but superheroes who can't suffer because they're not really human. And who is causing the problem? Supervillains, individuals who are not human and must be destroyed by the superheroes. And, and as uh, women have more rights, and hopefully that will continue, uh, we now have uh, uh, Wonder Woman, a superhuman woman, basically part human and part God, fighting uh, an evil God to bring peace and love in the world. And as blacks uh, uh, protest there, uh, 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 hundreds of years of humiliation and dehumanization because of their color in, in this society, we now have Black Panther. A superhuman will make it right. There is no reality to any of this. I'm not against fantasy. I'm not against a, a wish for superheroes to deal with the monsters who are plaguing us. But these are all human beings. And we're losing a capacity to talk to one another, to listen to one another. All we do is call names. All we do is, is uh, uh, not hold ourselves responsible to make sure our political leaders hold themselves responsible. The members of Congress whatever party they belong to, who ignore the fact that our country has been attacked by a foreign adversary, uh, uh, who, who then uh, um, accept money from the adversary and remain silent and deny the fact that we have been attacked, creates a terrible feeling of rage in some and helplessness in others. Um, where are the decent individuals to stand up? What I want to talk about, though, today is the other stupid story. After we finished with the prayers and after we finished with the monsters and after we finished with the Second Amendment and worked ourselves into a, a, a state of moral frenzy that opposition is the right one and those who disagree with us are the villains who must be uh, 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 reduced <laughs> in some way to shut them up, uh, to, to dehumanize them, to belittle them. Uh, after that, we have the select suggestion that we need more money for mental health and more treatment for these very disturbed people. And anybody following my show, you know where this is about to go. One of the causes of our society becoming alienated and our society sinking into a quagmire of moral and intellectual uh, uh, ineptitude is what I call the role of big pharma and the mental health industry which are actively destroying our society. Uh, usually I don't become this vociferous in my denunciation of psychiatry and the psychologists and the social workers who, in spite of knowing better, and many of them do, follow along 
and follow the money because that's where their jobs determine that they go. In saying that the people who are unhappy, confused, and having trouble living really are sick. They have an illness. It's a brain illness, and the only thing to control it and restore them to a meaningful life are pills. And I want to talk about these pills in two ways. One, one of the things that's happening in our culture, specifically in those areas where individuals are less educated, not all, but less educated in some of those areas, where jobs are disappearing and will not come back once they've been replaced by robots, uh, servers, mechanical servers, intelligent uh, devices, that do the job better, cheaper, don't ask for a raise, don't ever make a complaint. Uh, many of these individuals, uh, partly because they don't have access to good health insurance and partly because they're in pain, and all pain, according to the mental health industry, is not something done to you by someone else or you to yourself as a result of it having been done to you, but is in you as a flaw. You are defective. The fact that you are intellectually defective because your brain is defective, uh, which is a total lie, I've talked about many times, produces a feeling of helplessness and rage, a feeling of, of self-hatred that is hard to comprehend, but it leaves you paralyzed. Pain we're told by Big Pharma, need not be uh, endured. And indeed, I've had enough physical pain in my life to know that a good anti-inflammatory or some kind of pain pill can make life endurable. But when it's emotional pain, when it's a pain in living, and you are given opioids, told by the Big Pharma, that these are safe, that they're effective, that they're non-habit-forming, they're non-addicting, and they can be used with impunity. When they are given out by mills with phony doctors selling their souls and their education to give large numbers of people who now become addicted and dependent upon these pills, whose pain in life now is magnified a hundredfold because when they try to stop the pills, they discover that the withdrawal symptoms of giving up those powerful pills is unendurable to them. I just recently went and I heard at the Democratic Club an individual, Dave Arenberg, an attorney, who has spent most of his career trying to shut down these phony pain uh, uh, storefronts, uh, which, which operate more like a mafia and, and, and uh, organized crime than they do like any kind of medical facilities. And the destruction that this is ratching, uh, creating in our society, the, the lies told by the drug companies, that the safeness, they're effective, when they know it's not true, when they have the data, that when the scientists in these studies do their work, 
it is the people who do the advertising who make sure that what is uh, published ultimately will not in any way create an anxiety for those who are taking uh, ever more powerful uh, opioid pills. Um, so that the, the doctors who go along with this and the uh, doctors who get large sums of money to be spokespeople for these uh, and all of the other things that I, I won't talk about specifically, the so-called clean houses often run by disreputable mobsters who make sure uh, that there's human trafficking and that individuals become more addicted so they have to go back into treatment and come back over and over again into these so-called uh, clean houses uh, where they, instead of being helped to restore their lives are given uh, uh, all the incentive they need to become uh, involved with human trafficking, prostitution, violence, and another round of addiction to these powerful drugs. They know what they're doing, and Prophet says we do it anyway. But then there's the mental health, the treatment issue. When you tell somebody that they have a brain disease and nothing can be done about it, but take these other powerful medicines, the antidepressants, uh, um, the SSRIs, Luvox, and, and uh, 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 a whole bunch of the names that <laughs> the names go out of my head. Uh, but all of the paroxetine, they all have uh, exetine at the end. That's the, the whatever the, 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 the uh, end result. They're all basically the same. They are stimulants. Many people hate when they're on these stimulants. Uh, so they're given other drugs to augment the stimulant effect. I want you to remember the names, write them down if necessary. David Healy, MD, a British psychologist, psychiatrist, and psychopharmacologist, and Peter Bregan, an American psychiatrist, who have published extensively on the fact that many of these stimulants when given to immature, angry individuals, can unleash violence. When I hear politicians say, we have to help these individuals get mental health care, and all that they're really talking about is to be given the very same pills that may very well have stimulated them to do the violence, help stimulate that violence, by the same people who gave them those pills under the lie that they have a brain disorder that is the cause of their misery and unhappiness. One after another, we find that these young kids were bullied. One after another, they come from families either broken or indifferent to them. One after another, we find Healy and Bregan individually and together agree that up to 90% of all the school shootings involve either a youngster who was put on one of these pills a short time before or hating what they were on when off it against medical advice because you can't just 
go cold turkey off this stuff and really did have then all kinds of brain issues impairing their judgment and unleashing the rage and the hatred and the dehumanizing feelings that were already in them. Now, we're going to hear more about the nonsense that the very people who are causing so much of the misery in this country and the breakdown of our social order by saying the problem with these children is not between them and society, and the solution is not between them and the society, including their teachers, including their parents, including psychologists and those and others who might sit down with them and help them understand, A, where they've been victimized, and B, where they are responsible. Once they find some kind of meaningful help, if it's going to be available, where they're responsible for taking their lives in their own hands, of not believing that the problem is in them, and that they're permanently damaged, but they're confused and unhappy, and that what they need in school are good teachers, not armed teachers, but good teachers to teach them, rather than counselors who send them over to the clinics and the places where Big Pharma has been paying doctors uh, all kinds of money. Um, you hear it over and over again. Uh, the doctor is told, you come to the Bahamas with your golf clubs. We'll give you a, 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 a four or five days in the Bahamas. You'll spend a half an hour being uh, prepped and told about these drugs, their safety and their wonderfulness. And the rest of the time, on us, you will have uh, a wonderful little vacation. You can play your golf. You can enjoy the meals, you can enjoy the luxuries and the uh, amenities of the fine hotels that these are carried in. Okay. I remember when I was still many years ago in, in Flushing Hospital, and every birthday for the psychiatrists, the reps came in with pens, with stuff for their desks, and a party, a big cake, uh, sandwiches, all the goodies. And once I said to the rep, uh, gee, can I have a party on my birthday? She said, do you write prescriptions? I said, no. She said, no party. Okay. Um, they own the psychiatric, the American Psychiatric Association. They own them. Lock, stock, and barrel. Like they own the politicians whose jobs they see as being reelected and maintaining their power rather than serving the people that they are sworn to serve and protecting the Constitution, which is the only document once adhered to that will stop us from going completely into some kind of a horror house of life. I speak out on this. Uh, I don't know how many people will hear this. Remember the name David Healy. Remember the name Peter Bregan. Remember my name, Lawrence Simon. Okay. Do some research. You are a citizen. You must vote. You are a citizen to save our society. You must have understanding 
and not hatred of those who disagree with you. We've got to stop calling each other dehumanizing names and seeing each other as our uh, uh, potential victimizer because we're making something come true. Unhappiness and suffering are built into the human condition. I was thinking about that recently. Maybe we suffer in order then to recognize that what we suffer, everyone else suffers at one time or another, and that might promote an understanding that makes us want to not make anyone more su suffer more than they are, and in fact, do all we can to reduce the suffering of those around us. I don't know what else to say. Um... I believe in the Second Amendment. We don't need military-style weapons in the hands of children. Um, I believe that the violence perpetrated in their games, the hatred passing for, for uh, uh, human communication on their devices, that the constant terrible films I was watching for 15 minutes, a Steven Seagal film recently, in which uh, at the end he breaks the bones and kills with great violence the evil one who is killing others and then takes a pen and pushes it through his skull. Ooh, wow! You can't help, I couldn't help, being aroused by this. Ah, he deserved to die in this way. No, no one deserves to die in this way. No one deserved to die in the horrendous way that the monster killed by the good monster, because at this point they're both monsters. Neither can see and both even enjoy the terrible suffering and damage they're doing to another fellow human being. Anybody who kills another person is never the same, regardless of how many movies you see it in, regardless of how many games you've played, regardless of how much hatred you see around you. Most of the soldiers who kill and most of the cops who kill, I recently had uh, an individual uh, uh, in my, in my uh, uh, nursing home where I treated for several sessions, whose main pain in life was caused by the fact that 20 years ago, in order to protect his life, he shot two drug dealers who were trying to shoot him. However justified, he's never been the same because he took a human life. And because he can't admit the pain, he can't ask forgiveness. And he doesn't believe anybody can or will forgive him. This has changed his life in a hundred different ways and none of it for the better. So I have two minutes left. If anybody would like to call in, you could call in at 646-716-7756. Um, I don't expect anybody will because I, I, I surprised you all by putting this show on the air. I surprised myself because I have been feeling really down of late, uh, watching, watching the, the absolute awfulness of the news on television. Uh, those who defend Trump and those who beat them up, beat him up, and can't wait to get him. 
without any real intellectual or, or, or factual news that dominates the discussion. So, we have turned the corner and we have gone, maybe gone past the tipping point. We have already probably crossed, crossed the tipping point in how much we have damaged and trashed the very planet we live on and that we need to stay alive and that uh, we are now in a society that I believe is close to free fall. Most people don't want it. They don't want the mass murders. They don't want the guns. But they want leadership, and leadership is in very short supply. And when they go for help, because they're miserable and unhappy in their lives, they end up with somebody from Big Pharma paying some guy pretending to be a medical doctor, even though he has a real medical degree, to tell them that they have damage that they don't really have and have to spend their life taking these horrendous, difficult pills who, even if they help, ultimately hurt. Good night. Not raining again this afternoon. Maybe my wife and I can finally go out for some nice dinner. Let's see what happens. <laughs>